This is the weekly sales meeting for August 6, 2023. My name is Chris Fleming. You can reach me at chris at cdmediaconsulting.com or go to our website at cdmediaconsulting.com. Today's topic is never screw up two things to fix one. I have a standing rule in my operations. The rule is to never screw up two things to fix one. Seems easy enough, but it is harder than you think. It requires thinking about the impact of every decision, not operating with a ready-fire-aim mentality, but an eyes-on-the-horizon strategy. It is understanding the delicate ecosystem of your operation. It is being protective of it, but also moving with expediency to capture the opportunities of the moment. Some get so bogged down in trying to make sure they don't do the wrong thing that they do nothing at all. Others analyze it to death while the clock runs out on the game. In a time-based business, you have to evaluate your choices but then move forward with gusto, as time waits for no one, especially now. So never screw up two things to fix one. The consequences can be dire. I learned this back in my days on the air and then later mastered it as a programmer. The audience settles in and grows to love your consistency. They are counting on you to be part of their daily routine. It helps them manage their day. When you disrupt consistency, you disrupt the audience. Most people are creatures of habit. Most habits are born of routine. Let's say you have a popular morning program and they are going on vacation. Conventional wisdom says to take your second most popular person and put them in the morning chair. What I found in following conventional wisdom is screwing up two things to fix one hurts the overall product. It hurts the presentation of the product. It disrupts the supply chain, the customer expectation, and the deliverable. We blew up two groups of people and their routines for the sake of convenience, not because it was the right thing for the audience. Those people that had a habit of consuming my product in the morning had their world turned upside down by my scheduling change. Those that consume my product in the afternoon also had their world turned upside down because of a scheduling change. We would be better served finding a vacation replacement for the morning program. Better than blowing up the afternoon program, too. Not only did we change the pattern, but we also gave two groups of people the opportunity to find something else during that same time frame. This is avoidable. The better course of action would have been finding some celebrity, local or otherwise, and another local mainstay to be my fill-ins. That would give me the opportunity for some in-market buzz and the ability to attract new people to our product. Meanwhile, the afternoon audience would have no change in their world. It is steady. We see this jolting change a lot on local television. A main anchor will take a vacation. All of a sudden, a morning anchor is now doing evenings, and we have screwed up two things to fix one. From a station perspective, it makes a mountain of sense. The coveted anchor position is an easy fill-in for an internal candidate. It is a coveted position with plenty of takers. For some, it is their dream job, if only for a week. From the point of view of our audience, we have interrupted two routines. Sometimes we forget about the audience when we make decisions of convenience. When we make doing the right thing part of the decision-making tree, our choices become clearer. If we take our contract with our audience seriously, we will aim for minimal interruption in their daily lives. We will operate from a position of product sustainability rather than internal expediency. We do it in the sales department too. How often do you see the top performer or top biller promoted to manager? Some think that is a logical progression. Sometimes it is done out of reward for longevity, other times as a punishment for proximity. But this can backfire. 
Many who operate the top rung on the sales ladder are true type A personalities. They are fantastic at getting results their way, but then struggle to train, teach, or motivate others to get the same results. Not only does their own performance suffer, but the performance of the team as well. We take a true top performer and turn them into average. And we did it in two arenas. We may be better served looking down the ladder. Look at the seller who occupies positions three or four. They may be a better choice as a sales leader. We can promote somebody with a wider view of the field. I'm not saying top performers can't make good managers, but it is a rare exception to the rule. If you look at Major League Baseball, you will find many of the top managers were not star players. In fact, a lot of them were average. A lot of them played the position of catcher. Some were backups at their position. All are people that see the whole field, saw the whole game, and saw the impact of each pitch. The star player or the A player sees the game only from their perspective. Someone in a lesser role can be a greater manager because of their ability to see the field. Let's take a look at Ted Williams. I will make the argument that he is one of the greatest hitters to ever play Major League Baseball. As a player, he was the last person to hit over 400 for the entire season. As a manager, he had one winning season in the four that he managed, and his winning percentage was a hair over his best batting average at 429. You would want him in your lineup for sure, but you may not want him leading your team as a manager. Yet many of us will do that to our sales teams. We will take a great hitter and say, okay, kid, you're up. We want your performance from the rest of the team. And we are astonished when it doesn't happen as scripted. Take a look at what has happened at Southwest Airlines. Herb Kelleher was the brilliant mastermind of Southwest. He took it from a regional bit player to a national powerhouse airline. He led the company until 2004. He was a hands-on operational leader. Herb had earned the trust and support of every frontline manager at Southwest. Upon his retirement, the board of directors appointed Gary Kelly to be the new CEO. Kelly was an accountant with almost no operational experience. He led from the spreadsheet in contrast to the boots-on-the-ground method of Kelleher. He was far removed from the rank-and-file employee. He operated with his trusty financial models at his side. Decisions were now made on paper rather than in the field. These decisions lacked frontline experience. It is an invaluable experience that only someone who has done it would understand. At first glance, this move did not hurt Southwest. Much of the old culture continued to permeate the organization. But rather than hiring a person to be strong where Kelly was weak, he hired another financial wizard as his number two. Another accountant would be his COO. It was someone with a great financial background but zero operational experience. That person, in turn, stocked upper management with more financial types. And the more this happened, the more the operational voices faded out. As these changes oozed through the operation, the focus became only on improving the stock price, not on improving the customer experience, as Kelleher intended. Rank-and-file Southwest employees were trying to do a great job servicing their customers, but they were hamstrung by anemic budgeting plans and limited support from senior management. This led to several smaller-scale operational meltdowns throughout the 2010s. Southwest had not reimagined itself for the new century. It was still operating on the 1990s scale. It had grown beyond the current capacity, but they were trying to manage with what they had. Southwest had problems with infrastructure, technology, and personnel. 
Focus was still on the stock price. It continued to perform despite these challenges. And because of this, Southwest could continue to pilot under the radar, no pun intended. COVID-19 caused a stoppage for all airlines. Southwest was able to avoid any further damage as air travel scaled back. The tax on their infrastructure could hold on for another few years. It all came to a head over the winter. The most recent meltdown occurred during a severe weather event. Winter storms across the Midwest and Northeast grounded Southwest. All the problems of short-term thinking were finally exposed. The lack of investment in upgrades and infrastructure came home to roost. Years of quarter-to-quarter thinking exposed a corporate culture that was not rooted in customer service. Bob Jordan is now the CEO of Southwest. He has his work cut out for him. He has to upgrade the technology. He has to modernize its operations. He has to give the frontline employees the tools necessary to repair Southwest's damaged reputation and restore its image. For almost 20 years, Southwest failed to take stock of its day-to-day challenges. It focused its efforts on stock price, not on customer experience. All because it took the next man up theory of promoting due to longevity rather than need. Because someone has been with you a long time is not the reason they deserve a promotion. Because they are the right person for the job and the needs of the company is the right reason. Make that the focus of any succession plan. Herb Kelleher once wrote, The biggest threat to Southwest Airlines will come from within, not from competitors. Herb knew we can be our own worst enemies at times. We get so close to our own forest, we forget what trees look like. We owe it to ourselves to evaluate each personnel decision. Decide based not only on its immediate impact, but on the long-term implications of the choice. How will it impact us in two, five, or ten years down the road? If we make the wrong choice, the impact won't be felt immediately. As in the case of Southwest, it was 20 years after the choice where the consequences had compounded. It can take another five years for Southwest to dig out of the hole it created for itself. I am not saying our decisions on how to staff fill-in requests will go to the extremes of Southwest, but I am saying be careful making the quick, snap decision based on short-term economics. That is a death spiral for most companies. Once you start cutting corners, it is hard to stop the madness. Much like Southwest, it becomes a cultural problem. When we do it in the sales department, it can be even more disastrous. I have seen companies take years to recover from poor sales management choices. Some never recover. They become bottom feeders with no value proposition at all. But all of these positions are choices. If we make doing the right thing the common driver, it doesn't have to wind up as a disaster area. Make the customer experience the driving force. Get that right, and I'm betting you will drive the results in the other areas of business. The next time you find yourself with a staffing challenge, look for a creative way to give yourself a competitive advantage. Don't go for what is expedient. Whether it be on the air, in the sales department, engineering, or administrative, look around for the best solution, not the one that will cause you the least headaches. If you are looking solely to make the problem go away, it is a temporary solution. What is best for you long term? We often don't think about the long-term consequences of any decision, let alone the long-term implications of personnel decisions. When we decide to screw up two things to fix one, it is often a journey down the road to irrelevance. On the product side, we disrupt routines and give the audience a chance to sample the competitors. On the selling side, we take a top performer and make them average. We take an above-average team and make them mediocre. Short-term, this looks like the right move, but long-term, it will cost you more than revenue. It will cost you the A player and possibly your team. 
My new book, 52 Weekly Sales Meetings, is now available on Amazon.com. If you like what you have heard here today, please consider ordering a copy or two. You can always give one to a friend. Go to cdmediaconsulting.com right now and follow the instructions to order.